0: and welcome to Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. I am Dr. Danielle LaPointe, and my co-host is Dr. Dustin Smith. And today we have Nate Larson with us. How are you today, Nate?
1: Doing great. Appreciate you having me on.
0: Thank you for being here. Um, thank you also to Ticket Spigot, who um, sponsors us and, and all of our episodes. How about, uh, how about how are you doing over there today, Dustin?
2: And I'm leaving the, living the dream, Greenwood, Arkansas. It's another great day to be a Bulldog. It's a great day to be on here. And I have been salivating for this episode for uh, over a month now. Uh, salivating. I had the opportunity to, um, <laughs> as our good friend, our mutual friend, and a friend of the podcast, uh, Steve Throne put me in charge of slapping Nate around a little bit at the... Uh, state coordinators conference there, the summit that we had in Indianapolis and, and Nate and I got to spend some time together there. But uh, I am convinced after that meeting that if anybody lives in Steve Throne's shadow, well, I found out Steve Throne lives in Nate Larson's shadow. It's really what it is. Um, <laughs> he, he, I, I just
1: slapped Throne back, but
2: I can't reach him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'll be> <laughs>
2: In all seriousness, I did get a, a text from Throny that told me to slap Nate around. And so I I texted Throny at one point and said, my hand's tired. And I think the back of Nate's head sore. So <laughs> if, it, if at any point we can have a reprieve, I think Nate would appreciate that. And so he, he gladly gave that. But um, like I said, Nate, Nate is from Nebraska. He is uh, president-elect of their state association, the Athletic Directors Association. And, and we got a little history prior to getting on the call of of the layout of, of Nebraska. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But before we get started, Nate, I always like to ask this question. Tell us something about Nate that the resume is not going to tell us. Who are you outside of being an athletic administrator? Um, I know you're a husband and a dad and you, you enjoy those roles. But what makes Nate Larson, Nate Larson, aside from being the AD? Um, well, like you
1: said, I've I've been married 21 years to to my wife Carrie, and uh, you know she's still keeping me around, so that's a good thing. Uh, we've got two children. Uh, Jackson is is 15 and a sophomore uh, at the school I work at. Um, my daughter uh, Emily is 13 and a seventh grader in the district as well. Um, fortunately, both of them are are involved in activities. So in my role. Uh, I I get to see them do a lot of their stuff and and call it my job. Uh, I I love to play golf. I love to go fishing. Uh, don't get to do near as much of of either one as I'd like to. But um, you know my family has has taken up golf a little bit too. So so that gives us something that that we do uh, occasionally. It gets a little competitive. So, so sometimes we split into two smaller groups rather than rather, rather than one big one for. For, for the sake of peacekeeping with the children but, but um
2: so let me ask you know. this question before you jump further is it you and your wife that paired together and the kids paired together or do you have to take one of the kids and your wife no no
1: we take we take turns splitting the children
2: okay Did <laughs> <laughs> every one of those moments you're like who decided to have these things
1: Oh, that's, you know, that's, that's that joke I heard from a comedian. You know, my wife and I have decided we don't want kids. The, the, the children aren't taking it very well.
3: (laughs) No, in in all seriousness,
1: uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, You know, and, and they're pretty different. My son uh, enjoys sports probably a lot more so than, than my daughter. Um, You know, she, she likes volleyball. She likes golf. uh, But, but she is my, my fine arts kid. She plays the drums. Uh, As soon as she's got the opportunity to be involved in, in plays, uh, she loves to sing. Um, So,
2: yeah. So we talk about you being, um, well, Steve Throne living in your shadow, which talks about you being from Nebraska, but I want to paint on a map where you're at geographically. So people who are listening to this broadcast can kind of know um, exactly where you're located, what school district you serve, and where that is in the state of Nebraska?
1: Yep. Um, I'm the assistant principal and AD at at Logan View High School, uh, and we are roughly 30 miles uh, northwest of Omaha, um, probably a little over 60 miles just straight north of Lincoln.
2: So do you ever find yourself just randomly saying, Omaha, Omaha?
1: (laughs) I'm I'm a Peyton Manning guy, so frequently, <laughs> and, and and I'm I'm also a Broncos fan, so we've been we've been struggling a little bit since then,
2: right? Well, a lot, uh, and especially specifically this year, according to uh, what I just read, I guess uh, Russell Wilson's got a torn lat or something like that that he's or partially torn lat that he's been playing with or partially yeah. possibly did this weekend, but it's been a rough start for the old Broncos.
1: Well, you know that the, the last the last five years as a uh, as a Huskers and and Broncos fan, uh, let's say let's just say we've enjoyed some good times, and maybe now we're paying for it a little
2: bit. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like a Cubs fan for the last 108 years prior to 2016. You just live in that moment of hey, we won it in 07 and '08. 1907 and 1908 <laughs> and we're going to win it at some point and we ended up doing that in 2016 but um i need to ask this question before we get really get going have you ever flown into carney nebraska
1: uh personally no I have not.
2: Do you know anybody that has mm-hmm. both flown in and survived a flight in to Cardi, Nebraska?
1: Well, you know, I'm fortunate to just meet one on the podcast today. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, Dustin. <laughs> I'm just asking a question. I mean, N- not everybody can say they've been in a plane that was pulled by a pickup. So. Like
0: I, and I was, <laughs> and it was in Kearney, Nebraska. When I was at the ED conference there. <laughs> Bond memory that
2: I took away with me, <laughs> sorry, I just had to ask that question Dana. I mean, we'll get to the story about you and your story <laughs> as a maid. I just had to fire that one out there to get this thing rolling absolutely
3: <laughs> what
2: what all roles do you hold within s i triplea
1: uh I am our president elect uh this year and our State LTI and certification coordinator uh, for the the NSI AAA, and then for the NI AAA, uh, I will be joining the credentials committee uh, this December in Nashville, and I'm on the national faculty for LTI 627. So well, you're not busy at all. Just a little bit.
0: So no free time all the time.
2: <laughs> not to mention a dad <laughs> and a husband and an assistant
0: principal and <laughs> well, all the time he wants for golfing, not even an issue.
1: <laughs> I, I I get fish. I get my Wednesday nights dur- during the summer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a great way to put it. <laughs> sometimes sometimes those get
1: booked up but yeah yeah when when my son doesn't have a baseball game I get my Wednesday nights during the summer.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so is it is it uh imperative or is it a requirement? Uh, or even a ritual for anybody that lives in the state of Nebraska to be the, a Cornhuskers fan.
1: Well, it, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> occasionally, we we run into what we call uh, a, a Jasker, and uh, that that's somebody who will cheer for Creighton during during basketball season. But uh, you know, those of us that are Nebraska alums like to remind them that they don't have a football team, so they'll come running back at some point, regardless <laughs> of what our record is. So
2: you <laughs> have you ever been to a University of Nebraska football game?
1: I have
3: Absolutely. not. Absolutely,
2: I'm telling you that is a that is an experience unlike any other. Um, they are loyal uh, to the Big Red for sure, um, and if you get there on a good day, and Larry the Cable Guy there is there, it's a the quality <laughs> experience because he's slinging hot dogs out of his suite. And um, uh, fortunately, I got to I got to meet Dan. Um, Back in the day uh doc Sadler basketball coach at the University yeah. of nebraska uh, was formerly um and he's a Greenwood high school graduate, so I got to know doc and we've University of Arkansas fort Smith played up there against the University of Nebraska in a exhibition game and and Larry the cable guy was there and his camouflage cut off shirt and he was he was there on the front row, so we got to meet him and hang out with him. But a, an experience at the University of Nebraska at a football game is unlike any other. Yeah, no doubt about it. That is a bucket list thing you need to do, Danielle. If at any point you have a the, desire, you next time is a place to go. Yep. The next no. time that I fly into
0: Kearney,
1: I will have that on that in my list. And, and see, <laughs> you've flown into the third largest city in the state of Nebraska. But on, <laughs> but on a football game day, the stadium becomes the third
2: largest city. <laughs> <in it>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that makes sense.
2: And you won't ever find an airplane pulled by a truck there, I can promise no, you. No, no.
1: And and unfortunately, we can't fly into that one. We can get you close. but.
2: <laughs> and wear red. I can just tell you, wear red that day. Don't wear any other color. <laughs> so uh, enough about that mess and enough about the jokes aside. But, now you've, you've served as an AD, and you've run into your share of situations, we'll call them. Uh, but the point of this podcast is to, one, have a have a few laughs but have some conversation about just real life experiences that ADs face. And so in your role as an athletic director and uh let, let's dive into some stories that you've encountered and and as you tell these stories we may just interrupt and start asking questions um but uh feel free to start us off with some stories of of your time as an athletic administrator.
1: Um well probably the the most stressful that that I I can think of at the time was uh, it was my my first year uh, at the school, and and we open up our our gyms for youth practices, and in our secondary gym, all the all the hoops are adjustable, so the you know the third grade kids that play on the low hoops can practice uh, at that height, and uh, unfortunately, uh, at a Friday night practice, one of those coaches uh, lowered the hoop past the the point where you were supposed to, uh, so he couldn't get it to raise anymore. Uh, didn't bother to tell anybody. And when I showed up for our high school games on, on Saturday, I, I saw the game hoop that was about seven feet high at that point. Uh, couldn't get it to move with, with the tool that we were supposed to use. So I, I went to my maintenance man's shop at school and found a piece of rebar and a ladder and, uh, managed to, to get the basketball hoop back up to 10 feet. Then Monday I, I had my maintenance man, uh, remove the ability to adjust the game hoops. We, we still move the <laughs> side ones up at school, but 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 the game floor no longer moves.
2: <laughs> so l- Let me ask this question to start with. Was Steve Throne involved in this at all?
1: No, no. Heck, it, Steve Throne, I wouldn't have needed a
2: ladder. He'd have been... <laughs> <laughs> but have did it himself. <laughs>
1: okay,
3: let me...
2: Was this... Uh... Were these goals lowered by anybody on this podcast right now to make them more avail- available for dunking?
1: No, no, <laughs> I, I, I hadn't done that since the driveway, you know, growing up. That, that I'm, I'm old enough. That was back in the day. We, we were doing all the, all the shack stuff on, on the hoop in the driveway.
2: Yeah, that's Shaquille O'Neal, Daniel. <laughs> wow.
0: You know what? I'm not even gonna respond to you right now. <laughs>
2: Where I'm at with you,
3: Dustin.
0: <laughs> no, Nate. One of those. That's one of those stories that uh, I find like to be frustrating. Like you said, stressful. But like I can see it's frustrating too because you did everything you were supposed to do. Somebody else came in without your knowledge, lowered it too far, so it got stuck, and then didn't tell you. So you just kind of like walk into a problem that you have no idea is there, and. It didn't make a difference what you did you couldn't avoid the situation so you nope. can't really prepare for it other than you know knowing where the rebar is i guess <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i'm glad that you got it to work but that would be a very like oh crap moment
1: yeah that that was one of those days i was i was glad i got up to school a little extra early you know i was thinking i'd just get some work done but before i did you know i'm go check and make sure everything's in order and I'm glad I did because it wasn't.
3: <laughs> did Did you
0: ever speak to the community coach who did it?
1: Um, not directly. Um, I I sent an email uh, and then a text to all of our youth community coaches, uh, letting them know that, that the game hoops were no longer going to be adjustable and that the side hoops are only to go down to this point, uh, that, that painted line on there uh as you as you're lowering it is there for a reason. Uh just reminding them that they'd already been told that, but but please pay attention
2: to it. So let me ask this question. What was the conversation on Monday with your maintenance guy like? How how colorful or how um to the point was that conversation? Stern. Yeah. Uh, Stern.
1: You know, I, I I have a maintenance guy who was uh very, very no nonsense at the point. He's he's since retired, but uh there was there was definitely some some language out of his mouth that is is not podcast suitable. Uh, <laughs> but,
2: so yeah. as you as you get this ladder and this piece of rebar, are you thinking this whole time that, um, again, we we talked about MacGyver in a previous episode, but were you just trying to to get this thing suitable for the game? Was there ever a question mark of whether it would really hold at that height? Um, because you didn't use the proper equipment to get it there?
1: Well, that, that was a bridge I was gonna I was gonna cross if it if it if it came up. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, um, you know, you I I was just so worried much? about getting it back to ten feet and if it wasn't gonna happen, um, you know, our our typical game setup is is J V girls, varsity girls, varsity boys in our main gym and then J V boys uh in our secondary gym at the same time the J V girls is going on. Um there's a lot of schools uh, that are that are within an hour of us that only have a single competition gym. So we'll just play four games back to back to back. Um, and with it being a Saturday and the first game scheduled to start at two in the afternoon that day, I, I figured worst case scenario, we'd just, we'd just bump everything back a little bit and play them all in one gym.
2: So you're a riverboat gambler is what you're saying. You're just going <laughs> to take a chance and see what happens. <laughs>
1: Could you imagine
0: someone shoots the ball and like the rim just drops like that would be awful. I would be like, "Where's the rebar? Not gonna use it to fix
2: it we We've tapped into your your appreciation for for we'll call call them classics um tombstone falling in that category now, but as we go into um did you ever have a moment where you took a measuring tape from the floor to the to the rim and said it is ten feet, just like in Hickory?
1: <laughs> I I have not done that, but uh, the the first basketball team uh, that that I coached at the school I was at previously, um, you know, I I used uh, a couple of Hoosiers references in in practice, and of course the 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 freshman girls were looking at me like what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, so I decided, uh, one day, uh, after school, we had about a six day stretch where we didn't have a game. I said, we're going to, we're going to take one of these days and, and coach is going to order some, order some pizza and some moms made, uh, you know, brownies and, and brought a couple of side dishes and, uh, practice that day was we watched Hoosers in my classroom.
2: The quality <laughs> movie. If you haven't <laughs> seen it, Danielle, it's a quality movie.
0: Thank you for all of your insight today, Dustin.
1: <laughs> it is
3: so useful.
1: Yeah, yeah just... that same year at that school, we had uh, we had a receiver on our football team, and I I coached the receivers and defensive backs, and his last name was Chitwood. Oh. so so the whole time, like you know, wasn't Jimmy man, though? I'm I'm calling the kid Jimmy, Jimmy, and. One of the other kids comes up to me, like not wanting to embarrass me in in front of the the team. He's like, "Coach, his name's not Jimmy." (laughs) Like, yes, I know his name is not Jimmy. I, it's a a movie reference. I'm old. I've lost you guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've lost you guys.
2: It's similar to every podcast episode we have. There's the old guy who has movie quotes and then Danielle, who I've lost long ago, probably in January. But people pull me aside and just say, that movie quote is not probably fitting. Like, yeah, I know it's probably fitting. But anyway, we'll go back from the movie appreciation that I have. I mean, we could could talk all day about these classics. Um, Nate, you and I could do that. But as you go back to that day, when you see the problem of the rim lowered way beyond where it was supposed to be, and this wasn't a side hoop, as you said, this was a competition hoop. And then that Monday, when you removed the ability to lower those goals, as you phrased it, um, how was that conversation with the custodian or your maintenance guy? And what did he say? Did he suggest that or was that you to just say, Hey, we're not gonna we're just gonna eliminate that opportunity altogether? Well,
1: I I had told him that on the phone uh Saturday as I was speaking to him I I said when you get to work on Monday you and I are going to go fix this problem so it doesn't ever happen again uh because because Saturday was not fun right <laughs> I was like I'm I'm not doing that again <laughs> um and so I said some of, some of his statements may have may have questioned the intelligence of of the people that that lowered the hoop you know cuz cuz again they they had been told there's there's markings there for a reason please please pay attention to those and and that didn't happen, so he, he may have may have questioned the intelligence of the person that lowered it that far and may have done so in a colorful manner.
2: <laughs> Did you ever question the intelligence of you getting into athletic administration, being that this was year one? Well, it, th- there were
1: definitely times it's like, man, this, this was not on the job description. I don't know what the heck's going on
2: here. but <laughs> yeah, I don't think they put that. I think they put that on there for no I, they don't put that stuff on there for a reason because if they put all that stuff on there, then many people would just say, I lost me. (laughs) Like like you lost those kids with Jimmy Chitwood references. Yeah. I
0: think, I think you kind of bring up like a good point though, with this whole story. And it's not one that we've actually touched upon yet is uh, community groups using your facilities. I think that's really common across the country, you know, community um, little leagues and rec leagues use, School facilities, but you sometimes don't know what you're gonna walk into on Monday or the next day, and that's something you kind of have to be prepared with or have a conversation with the leader of that group and definitely being a first year a d as you were, you might not know that that's not some that's not the thing at the top of your mind necessarily
1: yeah and you know, and I learned a little bit that year uh you know I was scheduling all those groups in our secondary gym uh and uh trying to avoid scheduling them in our competition gym as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I, I had to uh, learn a little bit of history of the area that, that part of what got a bond issue passed for that, that second gym being built um, was it, I mean, it's pretty much free range access to, to the facilities when community groups want to use them. Uh, So, I mean, from, from that point on, we've been, We've been scheduling both both gyms for for little kids practice, and you know that that was a lesson I learned was you got to kind of know the history of of where you're at and and how you got to the point you are.
0: And and that's awesome yeah. that you know that, but that doesn't make the next morning less stressful
1: for you.
2: No, no, not even not- <laughs> forget the next morning. How about that moment when you're taking care of the goals and you're like, man, I got to get this back to the regular height. Um, <laughs> well,
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: When, when, when you got the piece of rebar
1: in there and, and you're cranking it and you, you know, you feel like that, that took an awful lot of effort and you look and you're like, wow, that, that might've moved an inch. And <laughs> we got, we got to go about three feet. This going to be a little work.
2: It's going to be here a little bit.
0: <laughs> be the van show up and you're just sweating. <laughs>
1: That that is an accurate portrayal of what happened. As as the visitors, walked. they they probably walked in, and said, "Good grief, who is this guy?"
2: <laughs> but, yeah, so they may come in and said, "Man, they got a maintenance guy working on a Saturday. Good for them."
0: But they got, but they got, the, you got the game in right. So that's that's we, the we more did. Work. You we got did. the game in. That, no. and It never happened again because those goals don't move anymore.
1: Yep, and and <laughs> you know nobody that was playing in the game was was any of the wiser that it even happened. So.
2: Mm-hmm. but you got true elbow grease and true just sweat profusely just trying to make sure that And sometimes in our roles that's what happens sometimes the work's done in the quiet before anybody shows up and they just get out there and play they don't know any different as you said none the wiser before um, and to this day they may not have known that even took place so um, that's part of this untold stories that we have that you have the opportunity to tell this stuff that that happened behind the scenes. So, uh, Daniel, you got any more questions regarding this infamous event before we jump to another one? Cause I know Nate's got a list of them.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I'm ready for another one.
2: All right. Um, boy,
1: I don't know. Probably, uh, the, the other one that would, would be stressful, uh, is, is confirming with, with JV officials. Uh, and then I was supervising softball on the road. And I get a call from one of the the other administrators that's supervising volleyball at home, and they're saying, "We don't have j v officials; they didn't show up after confirming yeah. after confirming, yes,
0: <laughs> oh my God, you were literally like taking all the frustrating stories like this is exactly the same thing, like you did everything you were supposed to do and the result wasn't and you couldn't fix just you feel passionate about this like you've just gotten me all revved up here like this morning there but.
1: there there's no <laughs> doubt about it um you know i had uh, both of those instances um i had uh, an official that i gave the contract to and i you know i had said you and and a partner of of your choosing for the varsity game and then Uh, you can bring some younger officials that you work with to do the JV game. And and that official said, yep, absolutely. We're all set. You know, here's the start time. We'll arrive here. Great. Perfect. So I leave for softball that day, feeling, you know, feeling good about life. Things are going to, things are going to go well. And uh, you know, then I get that phone call that, you know, that's not the case. Uh, Fortunately, we had uh, some, some parents, Uh, Some some community members with with enough experience with volleyball uh, that they could they could referee a JV game. Uh, And then when when the evening was over, uh, I called the official that had the contract as I'm driving home from softball uh, Uh and and just asked, (laughs) you know, what what's going on? You, You confirmed. Uh, that that you'd have them there, and and then they weren't there. Well, I I just couldn't find anybody.
3: But he didn't tell you,
1: and I, and I I said, and you and you don't think that's something you maybe want to call and let me know before you you arrive at school. Well, oh. I I just I didn't know what to say. I'm like, tell me, I need to find somebody else because I will. <laughs> um, so, uh, needless to say, that person does not receive contracts from from me any longer
3: oh I'm almost speechless (laughs) like it was purposely done it wasn't a mix-up correct I'm thinking it was some
0: mix-up and he thought maybe you were with a different school or I don't know I'm giving this dude the benefit of the doubt but he just purposely was like I don't want to tell him so I'm not going to tell him and I'm going to make him look like he didn't do his job even though he did everything he
1: was supposed to do Yep that that was definitely a fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me situation we're 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 done with with that individual now. What There's kind no of like
0: as Dustin likes to call it was there colorful language on that phone call?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm, 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 I'm not afraid to admit at that point. I, I I didn't quite go to the granddaddy of them all, but I.
3: <laughs> oh man! I,
0: I, oh man! I, I,
1: I let them know I was displeased. Yes.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. My blood
3: pressure
2: went up on this one. Like, oh man. And to top it off, you're on the road. Yeah. Now, I don't know that I'm more amazed that you got softball and volleyball going on at the same time because at my school district, volleyball and softball are shared athletes. So we have volleyball in the fall and and softball in the spring here. So I, I may be more amazed that you had them both at the same time than actually an official confirming and not showing up on purpose.
1: Yeah, volleyball and softball, uh along with cross country and girls golf and and we don't have a girls golf team. Um you know, if we have girls that want to golf, they can they can golf on the boys team in the spring, but fall sports, uh we have volleyball, softball and cross country for girls.
2: Hmm. And that's in the fall simply because weather dictates some of that, correct?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And is baseball yeah. in the spring?
2: Baseball is in the spring. Hmm. I've well, heard that summer? before. Like Iowa plays in the summer for their baseball. Do you go like that? Since you guys are neighbors,
1: we have uh, we have high school baseball in the spring, and then we still have American Legion baseball in the summer. Okay.
0: So let me ask you a question: Why is softball and baseball different seasons?
1: Uh, I honestly can't answer that. It's been that way for for as long as I can remember. Um, and we've had proposals uh, in our in our legislative process for the state association to change that, uh, and they've just never passed.
2: So I'm going to go back to your story because I, I think the question I have is as you as you come away, and we always talk about takeaways from that situation. Danielle mentioned it. You did everything right. You had it confirmed. You knew the day and time. You told him. I hey, even have officials of your choosing. Um, Bring who you want to make sure, and he, i say he, the official responded with, we're good, we have it at this time, we'll be there at this time, and you're on the road. What lessons do you take away from that situation that makes you a better athletic administrator or somebody else a better athletic administrator now? Go ahead, ahead, Danielle. (laughs) Anger. That question, was for, that question was for Nate. That wasn't I know, you.
3: I know,
0: but oh. this is the first time that I'm hearing it. So I'm all <laughs> hot for the first time. OK, so <laughs> anger, oh. that is what you take away. Sometimes it's OK to just be frustrated and angry. I almost feel like that's like you're kind of touching on stories, Nate, where you did what you were supposed to do. You know, you, you double check these things. You you left and everything was OK, you know, over the weekend. Um, before the community used it. And, and you made sure that the officials were there. You confirmed it. You spoke to somebody and got verbal confirmation. You did all the
3: things you're supposed to do.
0: So while I do think, you know, we can take away and we can have lessons learned from all this. I also think it's okay to sometimes acknowledge, like sometimes things suck that are out of our control and it's okay to be frustrated and be angry. So today I'm angry.
1: I, I appreciate that. Um, but no, I, and I, I think what you, what you hit on is is exactly right. Um, you know, in, in this job, there's a lot of things that are going to happen that are outside of our control, uh, but they're going to have an impact on what we do, uh, and we've just got to have the the flexibility to take whatever situation we're handed and roll with it and make the best out of it for for our kids.
2: So you said you and that official no longer either speak or they do not officiate any games for you where you're lo- located presently. They
1: they absolutely do not officiate any games that, that are home games for us. I, I can't control if somebody we go to happens to hire that individual. Um, but But no, that individual and I also have not spoken since since they hung me out to dry a little bit.
2: So if, if you have said encounter with said official, what will that go like?
1: Uh, At this point, it'd probably just be a very, very short hello and see you later. I
0: feel like Dawson set you up there.
3: (laughs)
1: Well, you know, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to do either one of us any good for me to let them know what I really think. So. Right.
2: <laughs> a lengthy conversation is going to go over like a pregnant pole vaulter. is what you're telling me. That's
1: that's exactly right.
2: That's you exactly can give me right.
1: their
0: number. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can take care of it.
2: In not in a official capacity. Not in off record. Have man. you had any more occurrences like this where officials don't show up?
1: Um, just those two times in volleyball. And then, then one time for, for JV boys basketball, um, I had, I had one of my two officials not show up. So, uh, so has in, this created... in that case, I, I, I keep stripes in, in my office and, uh, just out of dumb luck. I was, I was wearing black pants to work that day. I uh, had a pair of tennis <laughs> shoes. So Nobody knew. You're you're talking to the second official of the JV boys game that night. <laughs> and well, this
2: cur- the stripes don't do you good in volleyball though, because they just wear white.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I they don't want. Trust me, they don't want me officiating a volleyball game. I I don't have any business interpreting rules in in that game.
2: <laughs> well, some would argue some of our officials don't have any business. <laughs> <laughs>
0: valid has this created like a little like I don't want to say like a complex but like a constant concern that you confirm officials and they don't show because I feel like that's always was one of my like really large confirm like like worries like the officials don't show even though you confirm them whether it was verbal or on arbiter or however you do that um that was always just I just wanted them to be there and once they were there I felt a little bit better about it um so have you been okay since then is my question.
1: Well let's just say uh you know our home basketball games um on weeknights we typically play both JV games at 4:30 and then the the two varsity games to follow and you know most officials they're you know they're working another full-time job and and officiating's just kind of a side hustle for them so uh, there's a lot of times where where JV officials for 4:30 games are are walking in school at at 415, 420. and and my ticket takers are always looking at me, wondering why in the heck I'm pacing back and forth and and looking looking nervous. And I say, well, get get the officials here, and then I'll relax. You know, <laughs> once, once they're once they're here, we're good. You know, the games will happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your officials in the stripe and then also your chain crew or your announcers or whoever else may need to work. Once I see those individuals and I see the whites of their eyes, then I'm thinking, okay, I can at least move on to the next problem now because that's a big stressor for me to make sure that officials show up and my official workers show up. Yeah, and and football,
1: I'm lucky. Um, you know, my my chain crew is <laughs> – is, uh, a couple school board members and a couple dads, uh, you know, my, my PA announcer is a school board member. Uh, you know, one of my two people on the clock, uh, on the scoreboard is, is a retired teacher that, you know, he, he runs clock at football games for me, helps get the softball field ready, uh, on days of games. Um, you know, just the reliable people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, you know, volleyball is is probably my my biggest headache in terms of workers. Um, I find that a that a lot of people do not really like standing in front of people and being a line judge. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's an easy job, like
2: out of all of them. I feel like that's one of the easiest.
0: Now there are Until- some
2: that take great pride in that. And their form is impeccable and I mean I'm I'm challenged because some some places we go to, it's just a kid that's out there just wearing pajama pants. I'm not sure if they're even awake. They're out there and you you wonder um you know if it's gonna cost you a game or not, if somebody who's half asleep or half awake, whatever you wanna say, uh is out there. But yeah, officials, especially line judges, um they, they can wear it. I was at a game Friday night. It wasn't our game, but um, I was at a game as our football team was off Friday night. So I went to another game in the surrounding area, and their student bodies chanted at a penalty, I'm blind, I'm deaf, I want to be a ref. And they said that loudly repeatedly, <laughs> and I was like, wow. I've <laughs> never
0: heard that one.
2: Yeah, that that was bold, uh, but they kept saying it <laughs> with great accuracy every time their team was, was called for a penalty. <laughs> I don't know why people don't want to officiate going where was that say oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no wonder we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel and and just trying to beg and plead anybody to please get involved but um, yeah we're I mean we're pretty fortunate we've got we've got a, a great group of people that that is officiating but I think much like a lot of other places uh, that group of people is getting older um, and a lot of the younger people looking to get into it uh, either aren't sticking with it, or are just saying financially it's not worth it. Yeah, I,
2: I, I mean it's that's a very real problem across the country. I to say it's definitely
0: like, a problem across the country. It's not something we hear about in you know individual states. It's definitely countrywide.
2: I, th- I think it's a real impasse that we're about to face as athletic administrators at this at this level of trying to figure mm-hmm. out what are we going to do when that actually happens. Mm -hmm. I talked to an assigner just yesterday, and he was like, Buston, I don't know what I'm going to do. I may have to drop five or six schools because I don't have enough people to cover. And I said, well, as long as Greenwood's on that list. And then I started thinking to myself, well, that's awful selfish um, because those other schools are going to want to say, hey, just keep me on that list so I have officials for those games. But this is a very real problem that we're going to have to address as athletic administrators, and we can't just bury our head in the sand. Because well, I think that's what we do sometimes. And like, hey, I'm good right now. But three years from now, we may have a totally big problem that we're not prepared for.
0: I mean, we already have the issue in Florida where you have schools, uh, the officials will, will call school and be like, hey, can you play on Thursday? We don't have enough officials to do everybody on Friday. So, you know, it's already causing changes like that. But, yeah, for sure it's going to be or maybe the states need to, you know, some are very strict about. What the officials need in order to be officials, some are a little bit more lenient. I don't really know what the answer is, but it's definitely a big problem that well and some
2: of the some of the people the officials just wear it from coaches, and sometimes some of that falls on our coaches not to just berate them um you know one of our deputy superintendents said, "I haven't met a good official yet um And so we can agree with that on the front end that they're not going to be great officials, but I don't think they're intentionally out to cost you a game. They're not setting out to say, hey, we're going to mess this guy up or this team up or we're going to do this wrong. They're out there, one, for the love of the game, some for exercise and then some for the money, obviously, and for what we're paying officials now and what we'll have to start paying them in the future it may be a more lucrative deal to do that than be an athletic administrator.
1: (laughs) You're you're probably right. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting way of looking at it. (laughs) uh, You know, we've had some, you talk about games being moved to Thursday. We've started seeing, um, you know, schools working together and, you know, one game will play at at four o'clock on Friday and the other one will move back to eight and one set of officials will do two games in a Friday.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're getting their workout in that day. You
2: think about that (laughs) playing at four o'clock even. I mean, there are some States in the country that won't work simply because of the temperature, but, um, you know, the creativeness that it's going to have to fall upon athletic administrators to try to get games in. We, we got to have officials. That's the bottom line. You've got to be able to have officials to play these games. So how do you do that in a way to make that work? And you mentioned it earlier, Nate, some of these guys and gals are, it's a side hustle for them. They've got real jobs. Uh, And so moving up to four may not be advantageous for them. Mm -hmm.
3: Yep.
2: Maybe difficult to get officials there. So what does that look like? So Nate, you have successfully just made me really depressed thinking about what the future (laughs) looks like for athletic (laughs) administration. What you've done today is
0: I'm angry. Dustin's depressed. <laughs> I,
1: we we went the wrong direction from salivating to depressed. I don't. Know. <laughs>
2: We're supposed to laugh a lot more. Nate I What's going <laughs>
3: on <laughs> here?
2: <laughs> I just want to go on record that this is a representation of Nebraska <laughs> and what the Athletic Administrator Association is all about. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, Groney lives in Larson's in shadow. I, I I'm convinced of that. <laughs> <laughs> And if you ever see the two of them next to each other, that that will be an impressive feat for the people to say that that Throne lives in in Larson's shadow.
1: Yeah, I I, I like to say that the uh, the credentials committee basketball team is going to get a little bit worse this this December. We're 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 trading a six eight collegiate basketball player for for a five eight guy that
2: was not. So <laughs> is uh is uh Jason Parker getting off the credentials committee? No, he's on publications. He's not yeah, on publications. publications. Yeah, yeah, he's on publications. Yeah. But he'd be one that I draft to credentials for that basketball team because he played professional ball overseas and played some in the NBA. But um, just as you're building your team, Nate, that's one to look for. <laughs> we're
1: we're gonna need a lot of help because I'm I'm not a value add for that. I, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm the guy that stands in the corner and shoots the three and is a defensive liability. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You've got the shooting ability of Chitwood, is what you're telling me.
1: Well, I'll make it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but is it, when you're when you're talking about
0: this?
1: Like, what's the height of the hoop, though? Are you doing the seven or the ten? Oh, we're we're playing on ten. We're oh, playing okay. on ten. I, I spent a lot of time getting that baby back up there. We're not going. to <laughs>
3: okay, done. done forever. <laughs> uh,
2: maybe that's maybe that's what it is. We think of okay. Throny as giant, but he maybe was playing on seven foot goals. <laughs> Oh man!
0: Well, I really appreciate you—you know—taking the time to, to to hang out with us today. You know, even though we've left lasting marks on us, I we definitely laughed a lot, and I enjoyed speaking
2: with you.
1: Well, I, I appreciate the invitation. It was a lot of fun.
2: Uh, Nate, you and I have talked about this for a while, and we talked about it state coordinators. And man, I was—I told you I was salivating for this moment just because I know the conversation was going to be fun, was going to be. Um I didn't know that I was gonna be scarred like I am, but uh I'm wearing that today. Uh and I'll shake it off. I'll just adjust like you with the officials not showing up after they guaranteed that they were or confirmed. Oh,
3: oh
2: uh, don't talk about <laughs> it. But I do want to say, Nate, I, I appreciate you jumping on here. Thank you for um, uh, taking a chance on us to, Um doing a, a little having a little fun, um, uh, sometimes at our own expense. Uh but I but I appreciate what you're doing in the state of Nebraska, but also what you're doing at the national level, your involvement at at the NIAA and your national faculty member, your state coordinator. I mean, you're doing all kinds of things for our profession. And I want to say thank you for that.
1: Oh, I I appreciate it. It's a it's a great group of people to get to work with. And you know, you, you talk about throny and, and guys like Daryl Nance and, and Mike Elson and Rich Barton and, and Becky Moran, people that have have been been mentors for people like me. Uh, as as I've gotten into the profession and grown, and hopefully that's that's a little bit of something I can share with other people too.
2: Yeah. And those well, are and all podcast greats that have been on here too. That you mentioned, all those individuals have been on here with us. So um, great minds think alike.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I just think what you did today and and highlight some of our frustrations um, while we laugh at them is is really great for any eighty that's listening because you know we always want to be better. But sometimes just, you did everything you were supposed to do, and I feel like that kind of fell into to today's you know topic so so thank you for for highlighting that. I think it's a message that everybody needs to hear Absolutely. for sure mhm so and thank you to Ticket as well, who um you know makes all of our episodes um possible, while they also are the NI official ticketing partner. So thank you to them and thank you to Nate. And to my co-host Justin and we will be back next week with another episode.